Johnny D, the motivational cowboy. I am literally on pit road right now doing an interview, and you just hear the fans going by right oh, now. Race fans. They are doing their tours and stuff like that. So this is a, a really, really uh, um, fun. It's July fourth, and I am. Man, I'm so pumped about today's podcast because I have a good friend of mine that I met several years ago, and he works for GMS Racing. Justin, how are you today? I'm good, man. I mean, it's a beautiful Florida day. We're here at Daytona, probably one of my favorite race weekends of the entire season. You know, so I'm pumped. I'm pumped to be here. Can you believe that literally we are sitting in somebody's pit box right now? Hopefully it's ours, so <laughs> they won't get like too mad if we leave a mess or anything. But <laughs> well, listen, man. When I first started my my podcast, you know, I had a list of people that I wanted to interview, and you were one of them. And I remember when I when, when I called you and asked you, and you're like, "Wait a second, are you sure you got the right phone yeah. number? Because like I'm not one of the drivers. Like, Is this a robocall? Not... Oh, right, right. And I was like, "No, man, because of what." What you do for the team is just absolutely amazing. I mean, literally, you are putting um, you're you're putting your videos on top of all these companies that have multi millions of dollars, and you are putting a lot of people to shame. Well, I, I don't want to say that. I I think you know at GMS they've given me a really good opportunity, and they believe in what I do, and I'm very blessed that Maury Gallagher, our owner, kind of saw me a couple yeah. years back and said, hey, let's take a chance on this kid. But it's been a blessing and to be surrounded by such a good team there that, you know, a lot of creative people. So if if I have the idea, you know, I, I bring it bring it to the group. I'm like, hey, what do you guys think? And we refine it down. So I'm just extremely, extremely blessed to be surrounded by such great people Not there. only are the, you, you the idea guy, but you're also the guy that puts it all together. So, like, I know that I'm an idea guy and mm -hmm. I'm at good at starting it. And I'm at, and I'm good at seeing the end result, mm -hmm. but I have no clue how to do everything in between. Well, a lot of Mountain Dew in between that to keep <laughs> you going, um, because there's a lot of nights where it'll be like midnight, 1 a.m., and I'm like, I've got to figure this out. What do I yeah. do? And you kind of have to go to a go to a place and start thinking, okay, what's completely different? What can I do that not that hasn't been done that right. that people would like? And you know, I think, I, like I said, I've been very blessed to gotten lucky a yeah. lot to, to where I've been able to pull it off, pull it, out of my butt a couple you times. You have been around a lot of the driver uh, appearances with me and stuff like that. And you know that that's one of the questions I always ask people. Do you believe in luck? So obviously yes. you're one of the guys I that be believe in, in luck. I, I believe I believe in a lot of luck because yeah. I've been very, very lucky, but also just very blessed that, you know, a lot of people have, have taken a chance on me. Yeah. You know, I, I've tried to get into sport for a long time and I got turned down a lot. Yeah. A lot of a lot of emails that weren't returned. A lot of, <laughs> but hey, I don't. I mean, I was a kid out of college. Right. I mean, you know, it's you okay. Got, you got to get chance. We're, and, we're, and we're definitely going to get into that because. But 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 first, I want. How do you say your last name? Because okay. it looks easy. <laughs> oh, uh, but if it looks easy, it, you're in a very small population that thinks it looks easy. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I can actually understand <laughs> the letters, but then when you say it, I'm like, that is not yeah, what I was going to say at all. So it's Wapum. Wapum. And the best way to remember it is my dad always used to tell everyone, it's like, it's like whop them upside the head. 
<laughs> and I was walked upside the head pretty early in life. So it um but no, I've been called whip him, waff him, waffle. There was a fourth grade substitute teacher literally called me waffle and I was like, You didn't even try. You you just mailed it in on that one. So it's always funny when you'd start the uh, at school is that I didn't enjoy. But uh, the funniest part was on the first day of school, he's like, Smith, here, Tucker, here. Oh, God. <laughs> Justin, wi- whaff him. Like, ju- yeah, yeah, here, here. me, me, right. that's me. Well, I mean, it's just like mine. It's demetrition with no vowels. And no I'm going to tell you right up. I was like, I don't know how to say that one. I have no idea. And then when people see me, now if you hear the, the, the noises that is not a race car, that it's an actual tractor, and they are cutting the grass right now here, Literally on the 4th of July here at Daytona International Raceway. And I tell you what, I this is like a, a, a dream come true. This is my 20th year coming here. And for you, now that everybody knows who you work for and stuff, did you ever think in a million years that you'd be sitting on the wall doing an interview on the Outstanding Life <laughs> podcast, working for GMS? To be completely honest, no. I never thought it. And growing up, I, I've been in, involved in racing one way or another, whether it was going to go-kart tracks with some of my best friends and to go and following them to the late models. But we we came down here, uh, gosh, it was when they had the Battle at the Beach. Okay. My, uh, my now brother-in-law, Matt Bolin, was running the race. Right. And it was the first time I ever came to the track. And I was like, oh, this, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> I, 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 and I've watched, you know, it's Daytona. Like, right. this is, when you think of NASCAR, you think of, Daytona. Martinsville or Daytona. Yeah. Now, Martinsville, if you're a true fan, because well, you're no, true. But, yeah. but Daytona is like the track. Yeah. It is the racetrack. And, you know, to come down here and experience for the first time back then, it was awesome. But now to be fully enveloped into the NASCAR life. And it, I was actually telling um, one of the guys on the team this morning when we went to breakfast, um, and it's it's just crazy, you know, to, to actually <laughs> like sit here. Like sometimes you have to pinch yourself because – you literally see, you're like, I'm literally at Daytona, and yeah. I'm getting paid to be right. here. Like, I mean, when when we're when we're looking right now, I mean, because this is audio, it's not video, but we are literally looking at the skyboxes that say World Center of Racing, Daytona so International awesome. Speedway, and it's like. Dang, so, this, this old this boy from Kernersville sure has gone big places. So, so I was just going to say, where are you from? Where you Ker- grew up and where? I grew up in Kernersville, North Carolina. Okay, A good. very uh, small town. Sounds like a really big town. I've heard it many times. Not. not yeah, no. It, it's actually getting pretty big. They put in a Target a couple years ago, and it has a Starbucks. So and we're really doing I'm 28, You're but 28 I'm constantly getting carded. So okay. I look 18. <laughs> you just had to throw that in there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Just so everybody can look you up it's, now. It's good for radio. <laughs> so, hey, I've always been told I have a face for radio, too, so so this works out perfectly. So this is awesome. So, but you also have one of the funniest nicknames. Yeah. Because for the forever, I didn't even know your real name. I knew you by what? Opie. Opie. And, and I never knew the story about you being called Opie. And you're like Johnny. I, I'm going to save this one for the podcast. Why do they call you Opie? And who came up with the nick- nickname? So on my very very first day at GMS, I um I showed up, and at the time, my boss said, "Hey, okay, hey." Grab your camera, head down into the shop, you know, take some photos, just start kind of building up a library that we can use. I'm like, 10-4, got it. And I've been around <laughs> race cars, so I know, like, what not to take pictures of, you know, yeah. just to be real careful. Right. And so I, I go down. I'm just kind of doing my thing. I'm trying to, like, keep it low-key, not get in the way. I mean, here I am, look like I'm dressed up about to go to, like, a business meeting. <laughs> and, like, everyone's like, who is this guy with the camera? And they have every right to think I'm, like, some spy coming right. in. Yeah. But so I'm sitting there taking pictures. And about that time, I see this guy coming at me with a, f- like, on, on, on a rail. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> 
I have done messed up. <laughs> and it turns out that that person is Mike Beam, our team president. Yeah, yeah. And um, he comes up, he goes, hey, who are you? And I was like, oh, hey, I I'm Justin. I I'm doing the media here. And he goes, what are you taking pictures of? I was like, oh, just like the trucks, you know, the scheme, some of the guys working, yeah. just stuff like we can post before the start of the season. He goes, oh, okay. I just, I wasn't sure who you were, and I don't need you taking pictures of like, you know, these <laughs> these secret compartments, you know, all like just the, yeah. like the breaks and all that stuff. And I was like, no, no, sir, got it, hundred percent. I, I completely understand. I, and if there's any questions, I'll be sure to come find you. Okay. Well, I just wanted to be sure. And I was like, okay, ten four. And so I just go about my business, <laughs> and well. As I'm going, doing my thing, he runs upstairs to my boss and goes, hey, tell Opie to be careful what he's taking pictures of down there. We don't need stuff getting out like that. And I came back up, and everyone was just crying, laughing. Yeah, yeah. And you got to know Mike Veeam. Oh, and no, Mike I do. Veeam, and Mike, Mike is awesome. Mike yeah. Veeam is one of my heroes, and he's uh, he's the reason I have a, a lot of opportunities that I have. Right. And uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, but yeah. He comes, I go up there, and everyone's crying, laughing. I was like, what's going no on? No idea. Point. No idea. I'm thinking I'm about to get blessed out. I'm right. like, I have already pissed off like one of the most important people here <laughs> my first day. This is going great. And I was like, what's so funny? And they're like, we have your nickname. And I was like, what? He goes, it's Opie. And they told me the story. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And since that day, anyone that walks through those doors yeah. knows me as Opie. That's yeah. how I'm introduced. That and like. I'll be walking down the shop floor and I'll just say, hey, Opie! And I'm looking, it's Mike just flagging right. me down. So. Well, for, for, for the longest time, I didn't even know. And it was Greg Stump from Off Access Paint that told me your real name. So then that was... That he knows was the how, secret. It's a secret was, in the sport. Well, and, and, I, and he never told me. But that was how I was able to find you on Twitter and, and, yeah. and on Facebook and stuff like that. Because I never knew your real yeah. name. And, and because we don't ask out here. Yeah. When you have a nickname, you don't usually yep. ask why. Yes, exactly. So, okay, so you work with one of the coolest and one of the biggest teams out here. Yes, without and, and, a doubt. And, and which is uh, which is awesome. But let's take you back to your elementary school. Did you oh, always gosh. want to be in the racing industry? Um, so when I was growing up, like I said, I I didn't grow up a big NASCAR fan. I slowly kind of got into it because my dad was a fan and then my grandfather was a fan and they were like big Dale Earnhardt guys, big Jeff Gordon guy, and there was always a fight of who I'd be pulling for. And but I, I kind of watched it on. I was more like kind of like a football guy. Like I was a big John Elway guy. Like okay. John Elway and the Broncos. Like I was a huge Bronco fan. And so, so did you play football then? I played football. Well, <laughs> played <laughs> is I, I, I sat on the. I kept the bench very warm, and I was like. I was gonna say I'm looking at you going. You're not a big guy. I at was all. a five star All American cheerleader on the <laughs> football team. I would I would get more pumped up than anybody. I, I have one play to my name in high school. Really, and it that's is a it. one yard run up the middle, and the only reason I got that yard is because I had the lineman pushing me. <laughs> and I only did it because I, I I tried to get stay in shape in high school, and it was it was a good outlet for me. And, yeah, and I learned a lot because of it. I, I you know I have. Were you good in school? School for me. I mean, academically. Yeah, I mean, I was I was decent. Okay. I, I was a solid CB okay. student. You know, and I just was school wasn't for me. Right. I hated no, I it. Gotcha. You know, there were some days I wished that they would drop me off and I could somehow race home and beat my mom before she pulled right. into the driveway. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was it was one of those things where I learned a lot. And looking back on it now, I'm glad that you know I got to experience those things right. because. Always growing up, I would always mess around. Like, the first camera I got was, like, this, like, Lumex. I, I don't even know how it stayed together. 
but and I just started shooting videos on it, right? Because photos kind of came later. My dad was the photographer of, of the family. So those of you that that are maybe just tuning in right now, now you are you do all the media for GMS yes. racing. So yeah. just so because I don't think I ever even got to that part. So yeah. you do all the media for it. that. That means all the all the video that we see, all those really cool hype videos, all, all the um, photos. Yep. That's what you Graphics, do for the whole, GMS yep. racing. If if they need anything to do with media, I, I'm their guy. And right. it's, it's, it's awesome. It's fun. And, and it's kind of going back to, you know, when I was growing up and just... So you were always having fun doing this then. We would go out and we would grab a video camera or a crappy camera at that time. And we would just like make just videos, like army videos. Like we'd have Nerf guns and shooting each other. I'm hiding in bushes, like just doing like all this crazy stuff. And then when we got our license, we would take our cars out and like do Fast and the Furious. Like I'd be holding the camera out the window. Do you have any of those videos? They're somewhere. I know they went back when MySpace was a big thing. I was big on MySpace (laughs) and I posted it on there. And then at that time, I didn't tell my parents that I did this video. Right. And they found out and they're like, what is this? So you actually <laughs> used their car in a video on the No, assuming? no, no, no. My car. Okay. Well, what was what? my car? It was your car that they paid for. Yes, that they paid for. <laughs> and they were none too happy. <laughs> and of course at the end, and my like my mom and dad just giving me hell about it and they go, Why do you you, you could have gotten killed? You're and yeah. we had like this massive back, uh, back area in our neighborhood. And at the end of it, my dad, when my mom walks out of the kitchen, my dad looks at me and goes, that was kind of a badass video. <laughs> oh, that's so. <laughs> and so uh, he had to reprimand, yeah. reprimand you because of mom. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. But but mom was mom mom had the last say, and that means you yeah. got your butt whooped. Yeah. Yeah. I got in trouble for that one. But it. it but we just always did yeah. stuff like I always had a camera in my hand, always shooting video. It's just I kind of saw what I saw on TV. I was like, man, I want to do something fun like that. Like I want to just go out and how do I get paid to do this? Right. And so so you went through high school. Yep. You finally d- got you out of there. Decided to go to college. Yes. So I wanted to. Um, what what was your major? What did you want to do? So the big thing is, I, like I said, I was really big into sports. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a sports agent. Like, I'll still be, I'm not athletic enough to be, right. you know, an actual athlete, but sometimes, I can still find a way to Sometimes those agents make more money than the actual athletes. And I learned that. And then I was like, hmm. <laughs> and you don't have this to get is, hurt. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I kind of like this gig. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try and figure out a way to be a sports agent. And primarily I want to go for football. Yeah. Because at that time, I, that was my that was my life. And I went into, I got accepted to UNCG, okay. um, University of uh, North Carolina Greensboro, and one semester in business school, and I was like, nope, not <laughs> for wasn't, me. Why wasn't it for you? It, I'm not a person that really sits well with just sitting in a cubicle and kind of just doing paperwork after paperwork. It's it's not right. it's not for me. Yeah. It's not for me. I'm, I've got to be out. I've got to be with people. It's it's kind of funny. Like, whenever I have worked in previous places or even at GMS, like I'd much rather work down in the shop yeah. with all the noises going on around me yeah. than being in a completely quiet office. Yeah. Like I, I, and I don't know why, and that might be a weird thing. No, it's not because but, I'm the exact same way. Like my office is like buried downstairs with a bunch of cool stuff mm-hmm. and just so it doesn't feel like an yeah. office. Yeah. So I totally understand. And you know what? I can work. The, yesterday, before I came to Daytona, I worked like for 12 hours in my office because it was like, hey, listen, it didn't feel like an office. Yeah. And so I was like, this isn't for me. It's, I knew it what, I One wasn't passionate you, you about knew, it. Yeah. One semester, I was like, this, this isn't it. And so I kind of took a step back and I started asking around, like some of my friends at the time, and it came up. They were like, well, man, you like to mess around like with these videos and you kind of like to mess around with like doing voiceovers and stuff. Like maybe you should think about doing like the local radio because at 
the radio station at UNCG was actually a pretty big deal. Uh-huh. Like it was, I mean, they had they carried all throughout Greensboro. Like yeah. they had a pretty good reputation. So I was like, heck, I'll give it a shot. So I did a, um, I did kind of like a summer program with them where I got credits for just going on the race. I fell in love with it. Okay, because the most me and uh, me and my buddy John did it, and we kind of turned it up upside down of what <laughs> like we had a Hulk Hogan soundboard. <laughs> like we were like we had we we interviewed Hulk Hogan off a soundboard, and our nice. station manager came and he goes, "What in the world are y'all doing?" And like I just held up the soundboard, I was like, "Hey, brother," and he goes, "I'm done here, y- y'all, whatever." Just but so we had a lot of fun with it, and I was like, "Okay." How, how do I take this further? Right, right. And so I, I turned out there was a media studies major I could take, got in it, and I was I was really happy with it. I was really enjoying it. And then I had this media studies kind of like overview class where it's like, you know, college class, like 200 people. Right. And uh, one of our my professors, uh, I'll never forget, he sat us all down. And he kind of goes, what, what does everybody in here want to do when, yeah. you, when, when you graduate? And so at this point, I've now decided like, hey, maybe ESPN or, you know, being a a sports center anchor or something like yep, that. That yep. would be awesome. And so I raised my hand. I was like, sports center anchor. And he looked at me dead in the eye and said, never will happen. I Wait, was like, I, okay, I just want to make sure that I understand. He said, he looked he, through you He looked right me in the eye dead in the eye and, said, and what? said, that will never happen. How did you feel at that point? Now, now this is your professor that you probably just paid $1,000, yeah. $1,600 for this class, yeah. and he told you and, that you'll never do it. Yeah, and apparently he had the reputation for telling people they would, because he, he was a realist. He goes, okay. well, you have to have a real plan, and you can't get caught up getting lost and just thinking about these big things. You have to have a real plan when you get out of here. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what to do with my life now, because you're apparently telling me that's never going right, to happen. Yeah. So... Going throughout college, I just stuck with it. I was like, you know what? I've heard that this guy is just a negative Nancy anyway. Yeah. I'm just going to keep with it. Well, all through this time, I'm still going to the racetrack every weekend with my buddy Derek and So you're Matt. at the racetrack. You're yeah. still on the radio. Yeah, yeah okay. doing um, like doing all late model stuff at this point. And at this were you, point, were you calling any, any races? So were you literally taking any of that and then calling races? No, nah, I wasn't calling races, but I started picking up the camera at okay. the track because at first oh. I was turning wrenches and I was just learning how like to work on a car. Right. And um, it was this. It, it kind of came to me when we ran um, the Denny Hamlin Short Track Showdown yep, at yep. South Boston yep. with Matt Bolin. And there was this photographer at the time. His name was Pixel Crisp. Well, that was his nickname. Okay. When I was, that, that was a really. I never knew his real name. Without, but I saw that he shot a lot in NASCAR, and I saw him there, and I saw his work, and I was a big fan. And I was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I kind of like that. Yeah. And I was like, maybe, maybe one day that could be me. I got to figure out how to do it. But that, it, right. and that's where the seeds kind of got planted. And I, I, t- I actually was really, he was nice enough to talk to me, super nice guy. Kind of, I was like, what did you do to get in the sport? And he goes, I just never stopped chasing my dream. You know, yeah. I was like, this Amen. is. He goes, I knew this is what I wanted, and I kept at it till I got in it. And so I went through college and I graduated, and I was very blessed when I came out of college to work for Prolific Park in okay. uh, Greensboro. And I did a lot of their marketing, and I started doing their videos and some photos for them. Gotcha. And then I actually started training some some athletes that came through, like some with the Panthers and stuff like yeah. that. But um, so I did that for a couple years while still going to the track, and then um, 
there was. Did some you ever graduate college? Yes, I graduated. I, I had that Van Wilder <laughs> plan for a little bit. They, uh, I called it, and this is, this is nothing against the fine institution of University of North Carolina Greensboro, but that is like the Hotel California of colleges. You can check in anytime you like, but you ain't leaving, you know, because they they would move stuff around. And I'm like, where did these more credits that I have to get? And so I would, I'd sit around and scratch my head like, when am I ever gonna get it? And there was a day, and my mom can attest to this. I called her. I was like, Mom, I'm done. I'm walking out. And I'm yeah. not coming back. She goes, stop. It's okay. You're going to be fine. You've been through worse. Yeah. You just stay tough. I know you're tough. You can do this. And I was like, Mom, this isn't for me. I was like, I'm wasting my time here. How many, how many years in it? So this was did, my... Did you have that talk from your mom? This was my fourth year when I was supposed to oh, be done. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was like, and I found out that I had to go another year. Oh, wow. And I was like, Mom, I... I can't do this. I've got to, I can't be here. I was like, I'm wasting my life here. Yeah. I was like, I'm not learning anything. And, and a lot of, you know, Kyle, and you can say what you want about it, but yeah. now looking back, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I really, because I learned a lot about me and, you know, kind of what I like to do, but I was just so ready to be done. And then finally it happened. I graduated and I got the job prolific and like I said, did that for a couple years, loved it and had some, met some really nice people, but then budget cuts happen. Yep. And of course the first thing to go is yeah. marketing. And they were like, listen, it, it's just business. Like, we yeah. no ill will. Like, you're a great guy. You're going to land on your feet. And, <laughs> Isn't and, that what they all say? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they, they were really good yeah, to me. No, and they I gave me you. a chance. But, and I kind of took it, and I was really down on myself yeah, for because a at pretty that point, hot minute. You were able to, to build a portfolio, yeah. as they call it. Because I was like, all right, what am I going to do? You know, I, I, I've got to figure out how I'm going to turn this around and, and turn this into, because I had no idea what I was going to do. Right. I was like, Who, who's going to pay me to take pictures and video? <laughs> and then it, like all came, a sudden came to me, he's like, hey, but this is this is a calling from the upstairs. Yeah, you know, this absolutely. is God telling you like, hey, you wanted to be in racing. You asked me how you can be in racing. Yeah. Boom. Here you go. There it you might go. not be ideal, but you're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. So I just started grabbing my camera each weekend, start taking pictures. I started just focusing solely now granted they're probably happy i put down a wrench on that team because i was in the way probably nine times out of ten but um so what track were you taking a lot of video and photos um, so i did south boston langley um a lot of the short tracks do you go right. back to ever look at some of the your old stuff oh gosh no? it's bad really it was so bad yeah but, I, okay but, but, but here's, <laughs> i don't know why lot, i thought i was good of those people though that you did that stuff for they didn't have somebody like you doing it yeah. every single weekend. Oh, no, so they, they were probably pumped. grateful that, and, that you were there doing it. And I, and I take that back to, and it's kind of what the mindset I have now, and I'll kind of go back on how the store can I continue yeah. and getting nervous. But, like, the coolest thing was when I was at the go-kart track, when someone would take my picture of me working on, like, the go-kart, yeah. and I would, I would scour the internet trying to find it because that was so cool. I, was like, yeah. I felt like a rock star. <laughs> right? I'm not. I'm just this kid with yeah. dirt on his face putting tire prep on a tire, but I right. felt like a rock star. And so I was like, you know, these crew guys and everybody on these teams, like, the driver gets a lot of the credit, and he, and he deserves it. Absolutely. But the guys on the team deserve just as much. Yeah. And so, like... I started taking pictures of like the guy, the crew guys, you yeah. know, and they were like, "Oh, this is awesome! We appreciate this so much." Yeah. And you, know, you are I, helping people literally show and leave their legacy mm -hmm. to their families. Yeah, I mean, I literally, I'm getting goosebumps right now, and and this is exactly why I wanted to start the Outstanding Life podcast is because of this. You never know when I ask somebody a question, the stories that come out, but you literally took the guy not behind the wheel. You took the guy helping that guy mm -hmm. behind the wheel yeah. win that race. And 
he probably has that photo or those photos up in their man yeah. cave and in their garage. Showing I hope people, so. <laughs> hey, this is what I do. Yeah. So that and, and you do do a great job at that. Thank so go you. ahead. I'm, I'm sorry you. to interrupt, but I wanted to make sure that yeah. that that's awesome. So I started doing that and. I was like, okay, what am I gonna? How am I gonna figure this out? So I just started trying to make any connection I could. Any, right. Anyone who was remotely, oh, you sweep floors over there. I, how? Who can I talk to? Right. So I went around to a lot of race teams, and you know, and I, you're still unemployed at this time. Still unemployed. Yeah. And so I'm trying to just figure out. Still going to the racetrack. You're still going to the racetrack. You're yeah. unemployed. You're still taking pictures and videos. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> all right, this is gonna pan out. I have this plan. It's gonna work out. So and I just I kept cold calling, cold emailing, asking. Oh, you know, and. Slowly but surely, each team would, you know, hey, we're good right now, mm -hmm. or or I'd just not get emailed back or not right. called back. And um, so slowly, I kind of found out that I found out that I was like, okay, got it, got to change it up here. Yeah. So finally, just like, let me just come in your shop and sweep your floors. Like, I'll do whatever. Just let me be there, and I can show you what I can do on my time. Yeah. Whatever. And so I got linked up. Um, with NTS Motorsports, who okay. actually, oddly enough, was based out of Kernersville. Yep. And I came in, I started just kind of doing like just free labor. Just I showed up, <laughs> I showed up every morning and left around four o'clock each day and I would just take pictures and I was like, just let me be in your shop. Yeah. And so I started doing that and a lot of the guys started taking notice and was CJ Wolliver at the time, he did PR there. He's now at Fox. Okay. But um he was there and he he loved it. He's like, this is awesome. We, we bounced a lot of ideas off each yeah. other. And it was I, was I was having a blast. And I kind of forgot I was unemployed. I was like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I've got to start getting paid. So the, the conversation started coming up like, hey, you know, we're going we're gonna to bring you on at the end of the season. And we're going to bring you. You're going to be our media guy. Yeah. I was like, sweet. Yeah. This is awesome. You know, after being turned down so many times by so many teams and different companies and which rightly so. I mean, I'm a kid, you know, I was just barely out of college for a couple of years and no experience in racing. I would turn me down too, you Listen, know? Listen, I gave almost 40 free presentations before I got paid for my very first one. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to put the time yeah. in because, yeah. I mean, it's just part of showing that that you're passionate yeah. about and, something. And I wanted it more than anything. So I, what it, happened? So Did you get the job? So I didn't get the job, and there's a reason. And, there, and I understand why. And they kind of kept saying, oh, you know, we'll give you the job. Just hang, bear with us, bear with us. And mind you, the whole time, they're having to manage a race team. So yep. I'm just a small blip on their radar. Right, they yeah. have a lot more you're, important things. You're that one spoke in that yeah, whole wheel. Yeah, and I was like, and I get it. And I understand. And I was, so I was like, no, no worries. And so it kind of kept going on, going on. I was like, okay, guys, I've got to figure some, something out. Well, at, at that time, CJ had left and went to GMS. Uh -huh. And when he was searching for a job, Fox also approached him. Well, while he was at GMS, I think a month in, Fox came to him and was like, hey, listen, we want to bring you on. And he goes, oh, crap. You know, I just got <laughs> hired at GMS because, but this is the dream job I wanted. Yeah. Like, this is what I wanted to do. And so he, he left for Fox, but he told him, like, listen, I have this guy who I can bring in and he'll pick up right where I left off. Really? And so I'm sitting, I was sitting in Kernersville and I get a call from him. He goes, hey, how quickly can you be in Statesville dressed no up? Kidding. I was like, and I looked at it, it as like an hour away. I was like, 40 minutes, I'll be there. Literally, phone call. Yeah, you, phone, you phone call. Up and I, went. I put on my stuff. I go out there. And so I get interviewed by uh, uh, Bill at the time at uh, GMS. And I went in and I was so nervous because I thought this was kind of my 
my one last shot to kind of make it work because I was kind of at the end of my rope worrying about like, is this it? Is this my last shot? NTS, I don't think is going to work out. Right. Like, I'm kind of exhausted all my options here. And so I went in super nervous and I sat down and they were looking through my stuff. And I, mind you, I had like, I scrambled to get my portfolio together. Like, here's yeah. my awesome photos. Look at this video. It's so cool. <laughs> and so I sat there super nervous. And like the whole time they're going, you know, this is awesome. We really like, we really like your stuff. But unfortunately, this is for a PR position. And you just don't have enough writing experience. Right, right. And I, and I didn't. Right. I, I did one news writing class in uh, college and that was it. <laughs> and so... They were like, let us let us think about it, but maybe we can use you for like contract work or something, you know. You know, if you come in and do a photo shoot or do a video shoot, we'll we'll just call you and you'll be our guy. I was like, That's awesome, you know, I'll I'll take it. Right. He goes, Well go home, think about, you know, think about what your price would be and then get back with like us. Like a daily rate. Yeah, like a day like just okay. to come in for, and I was like, Okay, perfect. So I talked it over with my family. I was like, What should I charge these guys? Because I don't want to charge too much. I don't want to scare them away. Right. But at the same time, I've got to figure this is probably gonna be how I'm gonna make my living for a while. I love so this. I've got to figure this out. <laughs> and so I talked it over and I called him back and um, Bill picked up and he goes, Hey, um, actually when can you start? <laughs> and I was like, You're like, gosh, I should have asked for more I was like, money. I was like, come again. <laughs> and he goes, like, when can you start full-time? I talked it over with Maury, our owner, and he wants to bring you on full-time. And I just, I start crying. Yeah. I, I was like, you're kidding me. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I wasn't <laughs> defeated, but I was like, you know, I, I've still got to figure out how I'm going to make ends meet. Yeah, because, no, you know, gotcha. I, I've got I've been bills there, to brother. pay. And, I've been there. And, but then that happened, and I just started, I just cried. I was, yeah. I was like, thank you so much. I, I, I won't let you down and yeah. all this stuff. And now, four years later... Here Has I am. it been that long? It, yeah, this is so. I've been with him. This is going on my fourth year, and this is my third year full time on the road with him. Because when I started, I just did kind of in house stuff. Yeah. And yep. then I, when I got to go to the track, I would shoot a little stuff. But that's when I got to go to the track for one of the first couple times. Yeah. I started taking pictures of like the behind the scenes stuff with the guys. Yeah. And they saw. They're like, "That's awesome. We want that." Yep. And they're like, "You're coming to the track each weekend now." I'll never forget um, because I, you know, with interviewing Spencer and the guys. I'll never forget that that one time that Spencer says, um, we got that diamond and we're not letting him go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, because I asked him, I said, man, who is doing all your media stuff now? I mean, you are a step above everybody else and it's just cool. And Thank it, you. It, 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 and that's why I, it, it's so cool to hear your story yeah. of you almost giving up. Yeah. And now you're making a living yeah. doing, doing what, what I love. you love. With with the most amazing group of individuals I've oh my god and, and, GMS and, has the best I mean it literally feels like there is a party going on twenty four seven all the time at GMS but yeah. you guys work hard and yes, play hard we work hard and and we're a family and yeah. and it's one of the and in this sport I mean you and you know people get caught up in it and you get yeah. so busy and. You have these team, and it's not me talking bad on any team. No, I mean, no. But it's just you. Sometimes you kind of lose that because you're so busy and you're so enveloped yeah. in the race. But with us, it's still you walk in each day, and this is your family. These are the people that you know. You go to battle with each weekend, and it's just, it's just a, it's just so cool to be involved with such a group like that. That it's just kind of some days you have to pinch yourself. I have to ask you this question. You better be honest with me. Okay. I ask the drivers. Okay. When the GMS drivers come to the Chevy stage, I ask them all the time about you know um, you know i racing and stuff mm -hmm. like that. 
and how much they use iRacing to practice and stuff like that, which most of them do, except mm -hmm. for Johnny. Yeah. Johnny Sauter does not even touch the thing. He, he's um, had enough practice in his lifetime, <laughs> right, yeah, though. exactly. Those so, Sauters start racing like at four, <laughs> right. so. So, I, I heard that that iRacing there at GMS gets very, very, very competitive. Yes. And yes. sometimes it goes from they're, they're, they're practicing for that track that weekend, mm -hmm. but then it gets involved into most of the time, 98% of the time, into dirt racing. Yes. Have yes. you ever been in any of those competitions in iRacing when the drivers start iRacing on dirt? Yes, I have. And that's kind of, we'll kind of get to that too, but that's how I've learned everything I've learned about dirt is through iRacing. So, so you started sweeping floors. Yes. Then you went from taking pictures and videos mm -hmm. for the team to letting things, things just didn't work out. You got let go. You're unemployed. Yeah. You literally found a job doing what you love. Then you decide that you actually want to get behind the wheel of a race car. Who approved what that one? What in the <laughs> heck were you thinking? And, and, and how did that so, happen, my friend? So the Opie, Opie, <laughs> Opie, please tell me the story. So When I saw that you got behind the wheel of a dirt car, I almost <laughs> lost it, my friend. A lot of people almost <laughs> lost it. So how so, did that happen? So to kind of go with your thing about iRacing, I would get involved with these, these dirt stuff on the iRacing rig and I would right. just start playing around. And, you know, I was like, oh, I've played enough drifting games. It's got to be similar. And... It is and it isn't. It, I was going to say, because I've been on some really nice ones, like forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 iRacing machines. I yeah. mean, it feels like you are literally you're inside yeah. that, that race car. And so I would get involved, and they're like, you're not that bad. You're really not. <laughs> For a guy that has no idea what he's doing, you're not that bad. Yeah. And so that kind of progressed into, before Eldora, two years ago, um, we had this dirt day. We had all the drivers come out and run uh, Mitchell Coble Racing. They brought all their stuff up to Friendship, and we had... I think a late model, a modified, and I think another model. I think it was two mods and a, and a late model. Uh -huh. And everybody got to go in and just kind of start driving on dirt for the first time, just to kind of, if they've never been on it. And so I was chomping it. I was taking video and fitters, <laughs> but the whole time I'm like, kind of, 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 kind of. And I'm like, like, you can see me inching closer to the car every time they get out. Well, at the end of the day, Mike goes, Opie, get in. And I'm like, me? I was like, he's serious to said me. So I, I'm scrambling. I'm like, I need a fire suit. Give me a helmet. Give me something. I was like, sweaty helmet, I'll take it. Put on this helmet. I'm, I don't even care. And so I get in, and I'm shaking. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is happening. And then and it, it hits me. And and I was and like, and it wait was a, a truck, minute. right? No, this was, was a, a, a dirt late, mod. Okay, a dirt mod. Okay. And then it hits me. I'm like, dude, you could really screw this thing up. <laughs> This is a really expensive piece of machinery that you could screw up. You cannot hit reset uh, on this yeah. one. There's no reset button when you send it into one and go ro uh, rolling around. So I was like, okay. So I went around the first lap and just babied it. I was like, okay, get a feel for it. This isn't like anything I've ever driven. Yeah. And then the second lap came around. I was like, eh, you know what? Let's just send it. <laughs> Let's just see what happens. Right. And I went and I just, I just went for it. And I, I made it about three laps and then I looped it. Looped it coming off three. And it, and it stalled it. And I didn't hit anything. Did not hit anything. Zero damage was done to the car. And I get out, and I can't get it started. I can't get it refired. can't get it refired. Well, finally, I get it spun around. I go again. And two laps later, I'll loop it. Well, at that time, Spencer comes running. He goes, all right, we're done here. <laughs> he goes, you had fun? I was like, yeah. He goes, okay, good. We're done. <laughs> and so I got out of the car. But then the door was open. Yeah. Pandora's box was open, and I wouldn't shut up. So I... 
I have been told by many, many drivers, and Spencer's one of them that's very passionate about never dirt racing at all. But once he had a taste of that dirt, he's like, this is the best racing it's, in the it's world. So it's the most pure, it's the purest form of racing. And Mike, you, Beam, said, Mike Beam said it best. It's the most fun you can have with the clothes on. It's what he told and Carl Spencer Edward. says that all the time. And, and let me ask you this, though. Did you have the itch after that? Yes. So, and I showed up to work the next morning. They had a poster put on my... <laughs> On my uh, little cubicle, it <laughs> said, "Dirt driver of the number twenty-three dirt machine, dirt ace Opie." <laughs> and I was like, "You just made that a thing." I'm not shutting up about it. I'm a big speak into existence type yeah, of guy, okay. so every time I would bring it up, I was like, "Hey, when are we getting that dirt car out? When are we getting that dirt car back out?" And so slowly, kind of turned to another, kept going into another thing. I just wouldn't shut up. Well, yeah. Last year, I um, Mike called me into his office. He goes, "Hey." You know, I just want to thank you for, for staying with us. And, you know, I, we're thankful that you've kind of turned some other people down in the past and that you're staying with us and that you want to be a part of this and yeah. grow within the company. And I was like, well, Mike, this is my home. This is my family. Amen, man. And, you know, I, I, Maury Gallagher took a chance on me years ago yep. when he, he had no reason to. Yeah. He had, I was just some kid he never met, and he had no reason to, yeah. but he did. And I was like, and I owe the world to you guys because one, you give me the freedom to do what you trust me. Right. And and you you should let me live out my dream. This is what I've always wanted to do. This is my home. And he goes, Well, I want to give you this. And it was a sheet of paper, and it was a driver contract. Wait, what? And you talk <laughs> about not being ready for that one. I'm like, what? And he goes, We was I it want a joke? You. No, it was no joke. I was like, You're serious. And I was like, thumbing, I'm like, like, oh. oh, it wasn't like a it's just a one sheet paper. I mean, it was yeah. a real contract. Yeah, and, it, and he goes, "We want you to drive the dirt car for us." Wow! When you have the, you know, did you yeah. ever think in a million years that no. all this would be happening? No way! Like I'm getting goosebumps no, right no now way. when you're telling this and story. The fact that I was like, dude, I've only driven this thing a couple <laughs> times, and I looped it twice. And I'm like, you really sure about this? But at that time, I was getting in, the, you know, the i racing rig every day. Like, yeah, I was in that thing because I had the itch. I yep. was like. You know, I'm still I'm still super passionate about the video and photography. Absolutely. But on the side, I w I've always wanted to be a race car. Yeah. Like everyone dreams of being a race car yeah, driver. Absolutely. You know, so and I looked at it. I was like, Mike, you're serious? He goes, Yeah. You know, when you have free time, when you're not out at the racetrack, we we want you we want you to do it. You know, this is this is a thank you wow. for for stick, staying with us and you know giving us 100 percent each day. And I was just floored. And then I had to tell my mom. Wow. <laughs> my dad was pumped, but mom yeah. was like. You're gonna go get killed in one of those things. You got it so good. You don't. And I was like, Mom, I want this. Like yeah. this is. And the big joke was my racing schedules. Whenever my mom said it could be. <laughs> and you're 28 years yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, 27 at the time. 27. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but finally, I, got, I told. I was like, I'm gonna be fine. They believe it's it's safe. So have you got your first race in? Yes, I got my first race in uh, at the end of was it April? I think end of April. How'd it go? So we uh, were I you went nervous. Out, so I wasn't nervous until right before the race. I did went you throw out practice. I didn't throw up. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully I did not throw up because I would have been me cleaning that up. <laughs> so um, I uh, I went out and I practiced. Felt good about the car. and before that they let me have a whole test session. So okay. I got a whole afternoon with the car. And what track was this? This was at Friendship with okay. Mitchell Coble and the guys. And so I went out there and I was getting a ton. I mean Mitchell is that guy's a dirt ace on his own. He yeah. he's actually just won the past two weekends and a 
late model up there. So wow. he 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 is a A1 driver. So I was just kind of, I was like, I'm your sponge. Let me just absorb as much as I can. <laughs> well, so I went out and um, Justin Haley, our uh, driver of 24 truck, yep. came out. And he's been a huge, huge help with kind of telling me kind of how to, because he's a dirt ace too. I mean, you know, so he kind of came out and I went out and practiced, felt good about the car, went out and qualified. I qualified uh, sixth out of 12. Really? And I kind of came in and each time Justin was in my window before I even, uh, <laughs> before I could even get out of the car, Justin was like in the window. He's like, all right, so what's it doing? What's wrong with it? What, what do you need? What do you need? I'm like, I don't have any idea. Uh, so went out for the race and right before I got in the car, I, I just started pacing. I literally just started freaking out. I was like, oh crap, this could go really bad. <laughs> I was like, this could actually go really, because all the time, I've never been out with any other drivers, and here there's there's 11 other guys right. that are going to run me over if I'm not careful. Right. And so I'm pacing, I'm freaking out, and at about that time, I look, and Justin looks at me and goes, hey, you actually need to get your tear-offs on. I need you to stop freaking out for a second. Wow. He goes, give me your helmet, let me get your tear-off, because everyone gets it, and so my girl... Isn't that funny how, and he's, what, 10 or 11 years younger yeah, than you. but he has a wealth <laughs> more oh my, oh than Oh, my I God, do. he is an amazing kid. So he um, he was helping me get that, and, and then my fiance came over, and she goes, you're going to be fine, you've got this. <laughs> Don't freak out because you're freaking me out. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and so, and my mom's there, my dad's there. I have everyone, and actually, her mom and dad were in town because she's from California. So her parents that came up from the West Coast to watch the race. So, so hang on, before you get there, did you get your like your real own fire suit and helmet, like, or did you have to borrow that again so, too? So the fire suit <laughs> is actually <laughs> Spencer Gallagher's truck suit that he never wore. Okay. Um, he, he, I guess it was a backup suit, so he didn't need it. And so I found it in a closet. I'm like, hey, can I take this? <laughs> I and I was, this. it's great because it has like his Twitter handle and everything. I was yeah. like, so if they get mad, it's not me. <laughs> They're right, going right. to give them horrible DMs. But, uh, so I took that, got my name put on it at Simpson. And um, I was getting my helmet done about Greg, but I, it wasn't going to get done in time. So I just picked it up. He just had it glossed over. He goes, hey, take this. We'll get it when, for your next race. So I'm like, perfect, perfect cool. Yeah. And I was like, I'd hate to tear it up this first race anyway. <laughs> so we went out, and as soon as I got in the car, like, all it went away. All, all the nerves, it was just me. And, the, and this sounds so cliche and so lame, but it's, like, just me in the car. Yeah. And, and then I heard Mike Beam in the back of my head go, hey, don't screw up. <laughs> I was like, That's motivation for you. I was like, 10-4. <laughs> I was like, we're going to try and make sure this isn't the last race. Right. And so I went out and learned a lot. I mean, you can't really. How'd you do? So I finished six out of twelve. Okay. Or yeah, six out of twelve. That's good. I kind of started. I finished where I started. Okay. And I got all the way up to third. And and was the car clean? Like the car was not clean. Well, okay, okay, not clean, but I mean, were, were the it fenders finished, everything still on? The the fenders were on. The nose kind of, <laughs> kind of had a nose job done to it, <laughs> but wasn't my fault. Okay. Okay. It never is. <laughs> never it my, never no, is. With so you I had a hell of a run on the inside on this guy. And the guy in third just completely cut down the track. And when he did, he got it just a little bit too sideways and caught the inside wall of the track. Because a friendship, it's just concrete. Right, yeah. So he caught the – and it just dead stopped. Well, I came in just full on, and I just T-boned him. Has you being inside that race car motivated you to not only just be a better driver, but has that inspired you to be – a better 
photographer, 100%. a better person in life, like all these other things that, that people, yeah, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. 100%. It's like, again, it's like, this is the part that I love about this podcast is I, I love getting chill bumps when it's freaking 102 degrees out right now, sitting on the wall here at Daytona, because that's where passion comes yeah. from, man. You went out there and you said, hey, listen, man, I just I just begged, borrowed, and stealed to get yeah. here. And they finally, I just begged yeah. enough until they said, finally, okay. And you're like, okay, we'll shut him up. And you <laughs> proved your way in, in another way, but you had an opportunity mm -hmm. waiting for you, not yeah. even knowing it. And and at, since then, I, like I said, I've been so extremely blessed to be a part of GMS and for them to give me the freedom to do it and now to let me drive their dirt car for them. But I get out and I'm like, I look back and I go, dude. Who was the first one running up to the car? And I know this. That's why I'm asking. It was Justin. Justin. I know. Justin. When, when I heard that story. He was so, they they he, said when he when I was racing, he was on top of the hall just <laughs> freaking out. He goes, go, 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 go. And when I get in a wreck, he goes, it wasn't his fault. He wasn't his fault. He's good. He's good. And so he was the first one. He goes, what do you think, bud? What do you think? Like, he yeah. was just all jacked. And, that is so and cool, And since man. then, he's, he's kind of just always been on my ear, kind of getting me prepped for this next one coming yeah. up this weekend, you know. You know, and now he's okay. You know what? Wait you, a second. Wait a second. Today is Wednesday, the fourth yes. of, of July, and you just said right now that you are going to be racing this yes. weekend. We got a race this weekend, yes. bud. That you have to be here. Yeah. Well, luckily for us, it's a Friday night race for well, us. I, here. Well, I get that, but so, so how are you gonna how are you gonna get all the way back to North Carolina? So, uh, oh, let me guess. You have a you have a plane well, waiting for you. Well, the one really cool thing about NASCAR is a lot of the teams have charter planes, and when the race is over. We can hightail out of here and be home two hours later. So what have you done to prepare yourself for this next race? Because it's your, um, obviously your second one. Have so, you? Did you do things different for your second one than your first one? So I'm definitely planning on kind of going to different, because now I know. Yeah. Now I know what to expect. I know how the track changes. You know, I'm no expert, right. but I kind of have a good feeling like, okay, I know what works and I know what definitely didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've had, a, I spent a lot of time on this simulator, you know, because the really cool thing about iRacing is you can turn the track all the way to 100% used up. And you have wow. to, and, and when that track gets used up, it's like an ice rink. Yep. And so Justin and Spencer and guys have been like, okay, this is what you need to do when this happens. It's a lot of like kind of going back to school, but cool school. So let me ask you this. The drivers are helping you out. Have some of the mechanics now have yes. come to you and helped you? Yes. Because they know things that yeah. from a different angle. There's a lot of guys that who, you know, have... A lot of guys at the shop have been really pumped up about yeah. it. Like, that's so cool. And they've been involved in dirt racing, you know, just to name one. Darren, yeah. uh, one of our engineers on the 24, he's been involved in dirt racing. He's kind of gone back and forth like, well, what would you do with this? And what were they doing the setup here? And, you know, I've kind of had to try and figure that out. But a lot the support from the team has been has been incredible, you know, to, to go out and be like, hey, when's your race? We're coming out. We're, we want to see you. So, How do you prepare yourself for a race, do you have a racing rituals and stuff like that? Um, one of the really, and I don't know if it's a ritual, but music, music's really big in my life. Yeah, you know, I've always listened to music. I try and what kind of music you listen to? EDM music. Okay. So like a lot of not like like the really hard like dubstep stuff, but like you know, <laughs> explain like, what that like, is for people that don't know what you just said. So, so dubstep <laughs> is that's dubstep. I like and and one of the cool things is my sponsor Proximity Music. I've listened to them. They have like this. It's it's not dubstep, but it's EDM music, and it's real kind of. Real so, good melodies, real good just rhythm. So to is it. that dance music? I, yes and no. It can be. <laughs> um, but growing up, going to college, I would listen to the, 
to proximity and okay. all their different, and it was just a different type of music I never heard before. Well, I approached them about, hey, you know, would you like to, we could team up. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we're all about it. Like they were, they were so jacked. And so they kind of took a chance on me and like, hey, we'll sponsor you. We'll, you can use our music. You can, that's you know, awesome. Just put us on the helmet. Yeah. And so I got the helmet painted by Greg. And so it are you going to be able to get, oh, you got it back already? Yeah, I got it back. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's, it's on Facebook. I'll show it to you after this. Okay. It, it is badass. So, be, before we got about five more minutes, okay. and, and I just want to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you and okay. to see some of your work. I guess they can go to gmsracing.com yes. yeah, and you see can. everything on there is yeah, your GM, stuff. You can uh, GMS Racing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's where a lot of my stuff goes. But personal stuff, if you want to see me slinging it sideways on the high <laughs> banks of Friendship Motor Speedway, uh, it's Justin Wapham on Facebook, uh, JWAP. Photo. How do you I, how do you spell spell that out for for, for the people? And that, I think there's an underscore. It's J W H A P underscore photo on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, I think there's an underscore. I'm not sure. I think there is. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a long time since updated, but um, but yeah. So a lot of a lot of stuff I have on there, kind of with the dirt car now, and but also just posting, you know, recapping week some of my favorite photos of the guys and the crew and stuff like that. So, I have often asked drivers and crew members have they had a special moment so far in their career that sticks out more than others do you have one of those moments that maybe somebody has come up to you and said man what you did was just amazing or hey thank you for doing that it's- or or maybe there was a death in the family and you and you years ago you took a photo of somebody i mean do you have one of those moments that you're like wow this is a lot bigger than just even a paycheck. Um, yes, uh, and it's been a lot of moments, and it's re- and it's really cool because like on I've I've become a lot you know Facebook friends with a lot of people work with, and also I'll tag them when I put the photos up, and it's kind of cool when like you see like the grandma or someone they haven't I haven't seen you in so long you look so happy you like congratulations on like. And that's kind of why I wanted to do it in the first place. Like these people, these guys are rock stars. They need to yeah. be treated like rock stars, you know. And to see how, like, their family kind of, like, and that's, and I'm not trying to go, oh, I'm look at me, I'm doing such great. It's, but it's, it's so cool to see how these families can see, like, their loved ones, they don't get to see during the season, you know. They spend two days with them, and they're on the road. Yeah. And now they get to see them doing what they love and living out their dreams. It's just, it's super rewarding to me because I get to, like, show how we all are passionate about yeah. the sport and how everyone at GMS is passionate about what they do. And you're right, because every once in a while, there'll be a photo. And I mean, literally, it's a half a second photo of me interviewing one of your drivers at the Chevy stage. And I'm like, oh, I was in the video. Yeah, there it and, is. And so, and so even though, even if it was just that little bit, I do know how that makes a mm-hmm. difference and, and, and how cool it is and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, let, let me, let me, how do you pick the music, though, to go with your videos? So there's a lot of the times when... Um, um, I'll, I'll get in from shooting on a practice day. So I have, like, as soon as I leave the track and get to the hotel, I'll just start, I'll pull up proximity, and I'll just start listening. And it could go from 30 minutes to four hours. So, so is it is it one of those things that music finds you? Yes. <laughs> and, I, I've often heard that. And, and, and I've never thought of it that way, but yeah. Like it, and I was like, nope, that doesn't work for what I, because I'll have in my mind kind of what I want, what it to sound like. Yeah. But then it'll hit me and go, that's the one. Like that's it. Yeah. That's the one I want, and you you kind of just know, and you want you you want to tell the story of the weekend, and I feel, I find a song that kind of fits and 
it goes from there. And then now sometimes my roommates hate me because they're like, <laughs> you've been clicking on that keyboard all damn night. <laughs> but then they see them like, okay, that was worth How it. How do you deal with the weather? Because um, I know, like, last weekend, it was 110 degrees. So, and, uh, I, and I know how it is for me. And you know that I wear cowboy boots everywhere mm-hmm. I go and long pants. Heat, how do you deal with the heat? I, I am not good in heat. I, I'll, I will admit it. Um, there's a lot of times this year, especially this year, Texas for the trucks, mm-hmm. I almost kind of fell out. Like, yeah, yeah, but then in Martinsville, it snowed. Yeah. So, yeah. so w- it, w- would you rather have it cold than hot? <laughs> I, I would almost rather have it cold. Okay. Almost, I think. And now, ask me that in December, I'm going to say I'd rather have it right. hot. But, um, and, and, and to kind of go along with that, the cool races are always just, I mean, you know, Martinsville in the fall, when it's like that crisp fall weather, oh, I know. there is nothing better in this entire, you, I dare someone <laughs> to find me something better than the Martinsville fall truck race. Just it, it's it's incredible. I'll, I'll agree with you, but you know what? That that breeze that just came through right now—that's actually when, really when, nice. When, I'm not gonna. <laughs> but then also at the out. same accord, I love being here in Daytona because yeah. this is one of the weekends I really look forward to because it's kind of you're you're almost at the halfway or you are halfway yeah. of the season, and you kind of maybe sometimes get out of here a little early. You can relax yeah. a little bit, you know. And it's just the Xfinity cars here this week, so I don't have to run as much. So it's it's super nice. Justin, Opie. <laughs> J Whip. <laughs> Let me ask you this. And for those that are listening, what advice could you give somebody right now that is going through maybe a transition period in their life? What advice could you give somebody that has a passion for something? Because the old cliche is you never work a day in your life if you love what you do. And my, my dad told me that growing up, and it's something I've... I have not worked a day in 20 years. Neither have I. And, 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 and there are those times that I am up 20 hours either flying home, and then, and then I still have to take care of things when I get home. Mm-hmm. And then, like, even now with the podcast, yeah. I was going to go right to the beach, but instead I'm here, you know, doing this podcast. I mean, work is not... It's fun for it, yeah, me. Yeah, it's fun. What advice? Because you have... You're only 28 years old. You have gone through a lot already. You have gone through those those struggling times that make you appreciate what you have now. Mm-hmm, 100%. What advice could you give maybe a high school kid, maybe a college kid, maybe a, a, a man or a woman in, 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 the, in their mid-50s going through a crisis going, you know, I don't like what I do anymore. Yeah. I'm passionate about this, and I've never done it, and I want to quit my job, and I want to do it. Yeah. What would you say to them? So one of the thing that I've kind of, it's not, a, it's more of a saying, it's, I, it's my ta- hashtag I use is shoot awesome. And shoot people like, awesome. what, what's, what's shoot awesome? That. What is that? And I was like, well, everything I do, I want it to be awesome. I want people like, that's awesome. That, and I just want it to be like a positive influence on whatever I touch. I want to be a positive influence. And so one of it is always be positive. Even in the darkest of time, everything's going to be all right. But the biggest thing I can say is if you have a dream, go after it. Keep knocking on the door. And if no one's answering or they're telling you to go away, Kick the son of a gun down. <laughs> Kick the door down because don't give up. Because Amen, I, and I'm and I'm so extreme. Like I said, I'm so extremely blessed to be surrounded by such amazing people who didn't give up on me, yeah. who who gave me a chance, who were always there. And and to to someone who's trying to go after your job and you're like who's trying to find their job that they want and yeah. they think there's no way I'll get it. There's no way. No, get that out of your mind because yeah. I, I almost had that on and I almost could have given up. I yeah, could have been doing absolutely. something I hated and yeah. I would have been making a living, but I would have hated it. Exactly. But don't give up on it. If you, if you, 
be with now be willing to be doing some stuff for free but Listen, if you want it when bad people, enough go after that is it. one of the first things when when people come to me and ask me for help in my business I let them know you're not going to make any money for a couple of years. Yeah, because you're not good. Yeah, you're, you're not. not you got to figure it you out. I was not out. good, <laughs> right? So, so, so I always say, just just as what you said, and I, I just want to share the, this thought because people often say, and you probably he- have heard this, people say, you know, they're always like, "Oh, don't burn the bridge, don't yeah. burn the bridge." Me, when I was following my dream, when I was doing what you know you were doing. I said, no, I'm going to burn that son of a gun down so I can't go back. I'm going to force myself to make it. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to, and that's what you You have to do because it's already so competitive already. Like, you have to be willing to take that next step and be like, okay, what can I do that's going to help me stand out from all these other people? And it's, it's just drive. I mean, if, if you want it bad enough, you can make it happen. And it might not, and it might not happen overnight, and no, it might and it not happen does. in a year. But if you stay with it, I can promise you that it's going to happen. And, and that's the biggest thing: just don't be afraid to just keep going, keep digging. I appreciate you taking some time with me today. I appreciate GMS Racing for letting you spend an hour with me here, literally, literally standing in front of the World Center of Racing. The beautiful, here on- beautiful, beautiful World Center of Racing at Daytona Motor Speedway. <laughs> International. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is so beautiful, but it's so weird. Isn't it kind of weird, though? It's kind of eerie that yes. literally the, the landscapers are here, the people in the golf carts. They're literally painting the uh, the uh, the logo on yeah. the front of the grass right now. I mean, yeah. we are getting to see things that I would have never thought in a million years no, that I, I thought, would be yeah. hanging out doing interviews before the place even opened. Yeah, and then we come here tomorrow, and it's going to be alive and bustling and Cars are going to be running around the track. So real it's going quick, be awesome. before I let you go, because I literally have a minute, what are you going to do after here? Do you, do you, do you have to still go shoot some stuff? Uh, I'm going to go finish up some race day video stuff. Since The cool thing is we have two days here before the race day, so yep. I can actually take some time to get some video here at the track. I'm going to probably go down and shoot some stuff you know, in downtown Daytona. See if I can get just get some different looking shots. But cool. try and get some photos of the guys and then try and hit it to the beach and see my lovely fiance and hang out for a little bit. So. This is Johnny D, the motivational cowboy, hanging out at Daytona International Raceway with my good friend Opie. Justin J Whip in the house, <laughs> and he is the media expert at GMS Racing. Oh, I wouldn't Check him say out. expert. Wouldn't well, say expert. I would say, uh, what would you call yourself? Because, I mean, seriously, just real quick, what would you call yourself? Um, maybe it's just, not an expert. Maybe it's just the media guy. Just the media just the guy. Media, you All know, right. I'm just, I'm just a guy who's very lucky to do what he does. Okay, there you go, Justin. Thank you for taking an hour with me here at Daytona International Raceway. This is Johnny D telling you: be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day. And don't forget to check out motivationalcowboy.com. If you're on Twitter, you can follow me at MC Johnny D number four, and on Instagram at Motivational Cowboy. See ya. Outstanding Life is a Soul Bridge Studio production.